everybody, welcome back to This is Gonna Hurt, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. My name's Owen, I am your Dungeon Master for the evening. We are just five guys from Long Island, we get together, we play Dungeons & Dragons. Joining me at the table, we have... Alex at the table. Craig's at the table too. Uh, Jeremy's here. I feel like you were gonna come up with something and it's like... Oh, I thought you were gonna say Jeremy at table three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, table for one, please. <laughs> table for Hamana. And, uh, and Steven. <laughs> so before I... Where's Steven? Before we, before I give you a quick recap of what happened last time, I'm going to turn it over to Steve. He's going to tell you where you can find us so that way, if you enjoy this episode, you can be like, hey guys, what's up? Hi everybody. So the main place you can find us is this is going to hurt dnd.com. From there, you can visit our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, which is going to hurt dnd. Um, you can also email us from there. This is going to hurt info at gmail.com. Or if you want to email Owen directly, you can do this is going to hurt dm at gmail.com. Yeah, boy. You can also um, visit our Patreon through there if you want to um, help support us and keep this podcast going to help pay for like the hosting fees and everything. We'd appreciate that as well. There's also links to the Amazon and Spreadshirt stores on there, and I'll turn it over to Alex to uh, give you a rundown of what's going on over there. Oh my, oh my. Spreadshirts and Amazon stores. If you're on the ladder of those two, you can get t-shirts. We got our Windar baseball tee. If you like baseball, but you don't really like baseball, and you like Dungeons & Dragons, and you like sexy Dragonborn bards, um, Hi guys. that's your shirt. If you like the whole cast of characters... Then you can get the minimalist character design t-shirts. We have two different versions. We have the one with and without Lorthamar. The one without Lorthamar has a nifty replacement. Junta, our turtly friend. Hey guys. Um, if you like other things, like sweatshirts and coffee mugs, if you like coffee, I know I do, you can go to our Spreadshirt store and get those kinds of items. Not only can you use it for coffee, you can use it for tea water and if Dude, you're really you're daring crazy. if you're really daring milk <laughs> chica yeah. so so Owen without further ado let me remind you what happened last week last week on this is going to hurt the holiday versions of our cast uh members here they found that they had uh jokes pulled on them Koreth became very female Coronita. That's oh. right. Carino. <laughs> um, My sweetheart. Windar's head grew very, very big. Because that's a joke somehow. I'm so it's angry it's like big it. head mode in uh, your in your early two thousands yeah nineties uh, yeah. video games. <laughs> yep. Peppermint Lorthamar was sent hurtling away from the, the universe and in his place was Junta, like actual Junta from the main storyline. And Brimley got a butt snake named Pancake. The consequences will never be the same. <laughs> he can never eat pancakes without thinking of pancake. Upon going to Santa's castle to try to figure out, you know, why Santa would send them such presents, they discovered that Santa is uh, out of town. And so there's a good chance that this is actually the work of a nefarious prankster demon from another world called the April Fool. So by following the instructions that the head elf left for them, they were able to find a, this this random crack in a wall that at 12.34 a.m. opened into a portal, and they stepped through it. So, what will happen? Let's find out this week on This Is Gonna Hurt. Our adventurers seek to undo their cruel jokes, their journey a tricky and puzzling hoax. There's still so much to see and so far to go in this wandering, weary, and prank-ridden show. So, Goblin Splooshers, nope. Christmas Splooshers. Yeah. Holiday, <laughs> holiday Splooshers. Holiday Splooshers. Yo, I would have been like freaked out if it was the actual Goblin Splooshers. We're going now. with Holiday Splooshers. Okay. You step through the portal and there's this blue and purple and kind of greenish turquoise light that just swirls like tie-dye around you with silver stars twinkling all around. And as that light fades, you find yourselves on a 
stone white marble floor. And as you look out and up, you notice there are no walls, but the platform only seems to extend 30 feet from you. In which case, in which moment there is no more platform. And when you look to your left, 30 more feet. When you look to your right, 30 feet. And behind, 30 feet. It it feels like vast nothingness. If you could ever grasp the concept of infinity, it'd be right now. In the distance... Is it nothingness or infinity? Yes. Infinite nothingness. In the distance... My brain hurts. Breath. Oh, it is that similar purple and green and blue sky just as far as you can see with these silver stars twinkling. So you're in this weird, like, cosmic infinity. This is You do see in the distance, miles away, hundreds of feet away, who's to know? Other chunks of land. Way, way, way in the distance. But other than that, you find yourselves in the circular marble platform that just appears to be floating in space. This is strangely peaceful. Um, while we're taking the bearings, I'm going to roll my portents real quick. Sword. Do it up. One, two. A 13 and a two. Oh, I thought you rolled a one and a two. Actually, that wouldn't be that bad. A one and a two. One would and be, two would be great. That'd be that great. Yeah. Extremes, no matter what, are yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Middle numbers are stupid. Yeah. yeah. I don't respect them. <laughs> Choose a side. Don't Our, sit on the fence. So, holiday splooshers, what do you do? Fool! Oh. Fool! I don't think that's going to work. Wow. I mean, I don't see any... I, the, where are we supposed to go? I don't know. We could try exploring a little bit. That's what my friends would do. But there's... This is just one platform. Well, maybe there's something we can't see here. Oh, maybe. Um, hold on. Window trots to the, to the edge of the, I don't know, one side. Mm-hmm. I guess we're facing the, uh, the platforms floating. Question. Yes. Imagining that you appear in the center of the circle. Yes. Right. And using the cardinal directions mm. and the, you know, the ones in between. Yes. Which direction do you move outward to walk to the edge? Where are the... Um, the There's, it's, you're just in a circle. No, no, but you said like it looks like in the distance there are floating platforms and, also. And every which way. Oh, and every which way? Yeah. Down, up. Okay. Left, yeah. right. Um every left. which way. Window just heads due north on the on the platform. Okay. To like towards the edge. As you begin to approach the edge, mm-hmm. there's this almost like mist that kind of comes up from the ground. Uh. And you see a a white brick door frame materialize in front of you. No walls attached to it. Just a door frame. Do other people see it? And there is no door. Only only Windar sees this. Hey guys! Come come here. I think I found something. I walk over towards Windar and I say What? What do you see? I don't see anything. Uh, well. Are you like with Windar? Now I'm with Windar. A door materializes in front of you. Oh, guys, come over here. I found something. You're welcome. Did you see that? It just popped up right now. Why do you think I called you over here? But it just popped up now. Why do you think I called you over here? Yeah, but it wasn't here when you called me. So another 45 minutes of this. <laughs> that's the episode, right? Um, Brimley would actually wander off to the east side. See what's over there. Okay. Directly east from where you're standing? Yeah. Okay. When you get about two or three feet, yeah, a white marble brick door frame appears in front of you. A thick wooden door mounted between the bricks. Oh, but wasn't a there big, no door on theirs? Yeah. You don't know that. You don't know. You're That's not true. there. Uh, a big iron knocker in the middle, and one of those kind of like um, <clears throat> slidey. Things that you might see on like a prison door. Like an eye slip or a speakeasy door? Hey. Yeah, like a sh- yeah. password, yeah. please. Yep. Hey. hey, wait, I didn't hear the password. Yellow oh, banana. Okay. Yeah, oh, oh, yellow banana, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> Butt snake. Oh, wow, over the door. <laughs> you guessed our secret password. <laughs> 
come in and have a soda. <laughs> <laughs> Sarsaparilla. Hey, hey, pancake. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, bro. Have you ever seen anything like this? No. Okay, I'm gonna try it. I've only been alive for like eight hours. I didn't know if you like came from somewhere else or not. No, my first memory was coming out my butt. It's cool. <laughs> All right, so everybody's gonna grab the knocker and, and try knocking on the door a couple times. Heck of a memory. Okay. Roll a knowledge of nature check. Cool. Does the rest of us hear this knocker go knocking? You hear the knocker, but if you were to glance over, you just see Brimley doing this. He's got his arms up over his head because it's pretty high up, and you just hear him like almost like bowing down, like but only like you Praise know the sun. a little bit. Praise <laughs> the sun, yeah. Hey, Salute the sun. <laughs> um, that was a twenty nature check. A twenty nature check. Yeah, you hear a voice from behind the door. Mm-hmm. Say, sorry, we don't any. We don't want any. You can, you can, uh, you can come back later, and uh, maybe we're interested in purchasing some later. Okay, bye. Um, no, I'm not selling anything. I we we just got stranded here. Just need some help. And you here, Frederick? Who is that? I'm not quite sure. Someone's uh, just knocking on the door. I know. We can really use some help out here. We're in trouble. Just, just, just Frederick. Just, just, just. Why don't you just answer it? Uh, You know what? Instead, and the door's gone. What? I guess Brimley found a door over there. Brimley, come here. And what's what's your name? My name's Junta. Oh, okay. I'm Windar. This is not how I normally look. That's Brimley, and that's Korath. And that's Pancake. And Pancake. And he points with his hoof. Pancake's back under the cloak. He's, uh, He's hiding. It's just weird because all my friends have the same names and you guys don't look like them. Really? Well. And they sound like the same too. Well. Well, you don't have the same name as any of my friends. And you don't look like any of that, them. No, I mean, look. He had, whatever. Anyway, there's, a, there's an open door over here. I'm not even going to try and argue this. <laughs> my head hurts. Um... I'm going to go through here, and if I don't come back, at least I won't have a big head anymore. And Windar trots through the open door. And Korath, I guess, will follow him. Okay. Head to walk in that direction. Brimley would head to the west side. Okay. Um, before I explain what happens as you walk through the door, Brimley, mm-hmm. get about a few feet from the edge. Yeah. And <laughs> doorway appears in front of you. Mm-hmm. The... There's almost like, it's almost like a rainbow glow. Okay. That's just kind of like shimmering in the- shimmering over the doorway. There's a, there's a higher percentage of red amidst the colors. So it's this swirl of colors and it's rainbow, but it's not equal parts of every color. There's slightly right. more red huh. um, than all the other colors. I think he would. Instead of like interacting with that one, he'd actually go to the south side. Okay. South side. And see what's going on over there and trying to figure out like, you know, now he's like, there's doors popping up, like trying cool. to figure out what's going on. Cool. So door pops up. Mm-hmm. And um, this one does not have a door. Just like another archway? Correct. Yeah, cool. Um, but I'm assuming by this time, windows. They have, they, you hear, zoop, zoop, zoop. Like all three of them. And you look back and they, you know, you, you kind of knew where they were standing on the platform right. and they are gone. I'm going to go check out the rainbow door. Okay. And stick my hand in there. Okay. So you reach out and you touch the rainbow? Yeah. Like you like feel around the door? Yeah. Roll a constitution saving throw. Taste the rainbow. Oh my God. It's a nine. <laughs> and that's the last anyone in Yeah, that was a good game, guys. All right. Christmas elf. You take 22 points of fire damage. Jeez. That's, that's significant. Full force. <laughs> Rainbow, man. <laughs> it's actually, it's a prismatic wall. Oh, prismatic wall. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And that's getting off easy. But that's because you, as you began to feel the heat, you didn't choose to continue pushing. 
you recoiled right. before the 22 points of cold damage, 22 points of acid damage, 22 points of poison damage. Cool. Got petrified and then banished from the realm happened to you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, prismatic walls are crazy spell. So after that happens, Brimley is going to like sprint to the north side looking for his friends. Okay. Because he's freaked out now. He doesn't want to be out here by himself. Cool. That hurt. That that was bad. Yep. Yes, it did. That's a solid quarter of my life. Okay. Wow. So the door appears in front of you. Well, there's no door. Right, it's so just, archway. A, just an archway. Just run through it. I got my Tinker Toy Owl on my shoulder. Okay. So Jinder the Turtle, Windar the large-headed reindeer, and Korath the female bumble. Uh, Koranita. Koranita, you all appear simultaneously. You find yourself in a room that you're in the middle of the room, but you find that in front of you, there's probably like five feet to the edge of the platform. And there's probably five feet behind you, but there's roughly seven and a half feet to either side of you. So this room, if you could call it, that is 15 feet. The platform, the platform, I should say is 15 feet wide and 10 feet. No, 15 feet long and 10 feet wide. Okay. To your directly in front of you, you can already see a, a door frame with a door. The door is completely red. There is a doorknob. There is a lock. To your right, you see a desk that's covered with papers. A regal looking chair made of nice mahogany and this burgundy leather. To your left, you see six student desks, all facing the larger desk. As you survey the scene, Brimley appears next to you. What happened to you? The, the, one of the other doors, it, it burned me pretty bad. Looks it. My oh. hands, look at them. Ooh. Other doors. They look raw. Yeah, there was, there was a door on... On the, the right side, and then on the left side, and then on the opposite side from you guys. But there was only one door, Brimley. No, I. When I walked over to it, when I when, when I walked over to where he window thought he saw something, a door appeared. Once I got there, when, I didn't see any other doors. Windar looks at Brimley like Jim Halpert looks Brimley. at the camera. <laughs> Why are you lying? No, Korath, didn't, did you not hear or see Brimley, like, doing something weird on the other yeah, side? Yeah, he was knocking on the door. I I guess he was. He encountered another door. The, the wind doesn't make that noise when you hit it sometimes. Jones, no. Okay. Roll me a... Yeah. Roll me a performance check. Performance? Interessante. Gonna be good. <laughs> Seventeen. Ooh, that's upsetting. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I think you had your charisma for performance. As they're kind of having this conversation, exactly. oh, and you're okay. listening, and you're observing, you notice that the sky around you is not the same color as it was in the previous room. It's this pink, and there are gold stars just in clusters, and there are actual visible lines between them delineating them as constellations just in every which way from here you still see structures but they're much much fewer are we in like the fairly odd parents land <laughs> what bergen von strangle yeah wow wow this is really weird did you guys notice that the sky is completely different and now you notice <gasps> oh yeah you're right Wait, why are we in a classroom? Yeah. Why does this classroom not have walls? Oh wait, Brimley, are you are you hurt? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here, hold on. And he, he goes, I'm going to cast for, uh, cure wounds at first level. Whoa! How much does that do? One d eight plus five. Coronita's um, lay on hands in this world uh, functions one. as the heat. So just that, uh, six just nine. Like a channeling nine. of the power of friendship. Got those it. people. Oh, Got that's it. cute. Cool. Cool. Um, so my burns go away a little bit, I guess. It's the desks and everything. Uh, is there anything on them? Are they, or do they like? You can go check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Cool. 
When that goes to the luxurious mahogany and burgundy chair. Okay. Because Wait. it looks nice. Does it smell of rich mahogany? Are there many leather-bound books? Is this a spell? Coronet is going to try and use Cleansing Touch. Okay. Read what Cleansing Touch does. You can use your action to end one spell on yourself or on one willing creature that you touch plus four times per long rest. You're more than willing to try it. Okay. Okay. I'm like, I just like think like, man, I really don't want this thing. I don't want to be a lady anymore. Okay. This is weird. Not being a lady, just like he's a man that was transforming a lady. Got it. Uh, what does it look like as you cast this? What's the thematics of that? Well, uh, it would be different for normal Korath. Sure. Um, but for... Um, it just looks like... Uh, it just looks like he's trying to, like, fart really hard. Okay. And he farts out the spell. <laughs> okay. So you all see Cor- Coronita trying to, like, fart really hard, and he does so. Very ladylike. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he looks exactly the same. Was there any Which stuff? isn't surprising to you because all you saw him do is fart. Fart, right. <laughs> cool. So you gauge you gauge that this is not a spell. Okay. Um, Got it. If you were smarter, you, and I don't mean you, I mean Cor- I mean Coronita, obviously. Yeah. He might realize, which he's not very smart, but he might realize that if it was a spell, the head elf probably could have helped you out with that. Um, right, but not something that was within his realm to do. So I believe Windar, the reindeer, you're going to check out the chair. Yes. Okay. And that and Brimley checking out the desks. You are going to check out the desks. Yeah. Okay, cool. Roll me a knowledge of religion check and Windar knowledge of upholstery. No, roll me, roll me a deception check. Ooh. Okay. What is going on? And I'm going to cast Divine Sense. Cool. Uh, 19. 23. Okay. So as you are looking around the desk, you see just general... Um, they look like spell notes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as a Christmas wizard, right? You You do have kind of this process by which you create spells. I do do that. And you see that this has has the vague appearance of somebody trying to work out a spell. Okay. Um, as you kind of move through the papers and, and, and check them out, you do find one and it's all, it's all in a language you can't read. Right. But, but you, you piece together like, Oh, I, I get this. I kind of understand vaguely what this is. You do find at one point, one piece of paper that has a bunch of writing. And then in the bottom left, it has this kind of like multi-faceted, like a, like a like a like an illustration of a gem, but it's not like a perfect gem. It's just kind of this like you know piece of rock that has has these like smooth faces, um, but it is angular and whatnot. Right. It's not symmetrical. And you do recognize at least a little bit of like some 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 scrawl that's not as neat as the rest, and a little question mark. What does that say near it? You, oh, you don't, yeah, you, don't you don't read the language. Is it, is it a language or is it like an arcane? Like somebody? It seems like a language. It could be a cipher. Okay, I'm um, gonna cast comprehend languages on myself. Okay, and see if I can read any of it. Absolutely. Is it a jackal? Um, a jackal? It's jackal. It's jackal. Jackal. If it wasn't right the first time, it wasn't right the fifteen times. God! So I do um, that. Divine Sense, by the way. Searching for undead celestial ulls or fiends. Okay, pause on that for just a second. Um, it does take me 10 minutes to Okay, do so Brimley so. starts to, um, you know, whatever yeah, that process looks like. Yeah. You start taking out your, you know, your holly berries and your, and your, and your Christmas accoutrement. And you, you know, my, you, my you line them, not holly berries, your, your holly berries. sounded like you said, though. And... <laughs> And you know you use your candy cane to kind of like draw like this like candy cane powder like yeah. circle, uh, you know near the near the the floor, so you can kind of get, prepare this ritual. Right. So, what happens to a butt snake when it gets hit by lightning? <laughs> so, Same thing as everything else. <laughs> so Coronita, you you cast divine sense, and it allows yeah. you to sense the presence of celestials, fiends, and undead, and undead. 
60 feet, not a big range. So Within 60 feet of you. <laughs> specifically, does it does it say anything about objects or anything like that, or is it just is it, oh, uh, is it yeah, just yeah. is it just All if right. there's an actual um, creature near no, you? No, 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 no. Um, anything affected by the hol- by the hollow spell or known location of any celestial or fiend? Uh, you detect good and evil until the end of your next turn. All right. Well, I'll say that I'll say that you're you're kind of pinging out for vague. for these these feelings of celestial or fiend or undead, and you actually get a ping just past the desks. And so, if you kind of follow that ping, right? So we have these six desks that are. Let's say six or four. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These six desks that are facing the table. If you if you follow them, you reach kind of what would be like the back of this classroom. And there is no wall, okay? It's just it's just a, a you know a cliff face basically into nothing. But kind of up, as if carved into the wall, you have this you 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 get this ping here, and it's actually you can actually read it. You can actually read words, and it just says, "Try as you might, try as you can." I see that you see words like in my pinging. Yes. Because it's such this 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 dense feeling of both celestial and fiend mashed up into one that you can actually read it, and you, it 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 feels instinctively to you like something came and just like 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 wrote on the walls recently. Try as you might. Try as you can. try as you might. Try as you can. Try as you might. Try as you can. I have some. I, I have difficulty with words sometimes, guys. I mean, but like, am I reading that right? Try as you might. Try as you can. I don't know. This is well right. I'm focusing on that, this chair. I'm reading that right. Am I reading that? It's gone. You don't see anything. So, anybody else doing anything? We got a little bit more time for Brimley's working on his spell. I broke my deception check for whatever reason before. And I got a okay. twenty. I got a twenty-three with the chair. And I did my reading check, and I checked it, and I'm. Looking at things that other people can't see. Try as you might, try as you will. I like to scan the room with a perception check to see if there's anything out of the ordinary. Okay, roll me a perception check. 12. Okay, so you just like all of a sudden start humming to yourself. And it's almost as if something is putting this like tune in your mind. And you just start just humming some song. You're just like making it up. And while you're doing that, your your eyes kind of close. And so despite looking around and trying to like spot anything specific, this uncontrollable desire to hum. Um, kind of causes you to fail that check. Can I? Like, is it what, is it so off-putting to me that I would be concerned, or is it just like, a, oh, you know what, I like this. So, like, what would, would my wisdom I would say that you're probably surrounded by so much that doesn't make sense that you're not like I'm in immediate danger right now, but it is concerning to you, Windar. Yes. You are exploring the chair. Mm-hmm. And you blink and you're sitting in the chair. Whoa. Like a person. Your reindeer rump on the actual seat itself. Mm. There's a, a quill. And so Brimley, you're right near him at this point, because you're literally on the floor right. on kind of like the far side of the desk. Like you're from where you're starting, you're past the desk, and you're drawing this, and you just look up and you see Windar, and he has basically an open book glued to his hoof. And a quill glued to his hand. And he's just, you just begin writing, Windar. Uh-huh. And as you look down, you start writing. Try as you might, try as you can. Try as you might, try as you can. Try as you might, try as you can. And you just, and then you write that 10 times. Mm-hmm. Windar didn't even realize you can hold a quill. And the book, Me neither. the book falls to the desk. The quill falls to the desk. You blink and you're standing on the floor again. And all of you saw this like a videotape fast forwarding itself. And he's standing on the floor again. 
Wow. What was that? Beats me. Something, some, something wrote on the wall or the air. I don't even know what this is. Try as you um, may. Try as you will. That. Yeah, they wrote that. That was on the wall. Try. But it was like, it was done by like, I'm so distracted by how feminine my voice is right now. Um, but it was definitely done by either something fiendish or celestial. Try as you might. Try as you will. I don't even will. know what those are. What are these words in my head? Try as you <laughs> might. Try as you will. Can Windar try to put some? Because he's 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 a little freaked out. Can you? Um, because that's like that's that's new to him. Sure. Um, can he try to put these pieces together? Because he doesn't know he doesn't know what he's trying to put together. Um, he the phrase "tries you might, tries you will" is sticking to his mind because one, he wrote it ten times. Okay. And Just out of curiosity, what's your dexterity modif- dex- modifier? Dexterity modifier mm-hmm. is two. Are you proficient in sleight of hand? In sleight of hand, uh, I have proficiency. So yeah, roll roll a um, investigation check. Okay, and he's gonna hum to himself using some bardic inspiration. Okay, this is kind of weird. And he gets, of course, plus one to his roll. Ah, <laughs> uh, seventeen. Seems like a room. There's a door. There's a door. A red door. Quest going over to the door. Doorknob. I'm gonna touch that doorknob. Okay. Touch it. It it turns to your touch. Okay. Uh, I will then open the door. So as you kind of as you start trying to kind of pull it, you know you feel that it pulls inward. Yeah. And you feel resistance, but not in just like the door is locked. It feels as if somebody on the other side is holding the other doorknob. And and keeping it closed, so it starts to move, but it gives it goes back. Kind right. Of like so that, so like. you start to pull it in, but it pulls it pull, kind of pulls oh, closed again. So and, then Cora and it's like a little tug of war kind then, of thing. Then Cora is going to get her, her her face closer to the door and just be like, "Hey, hey, I don't know who you are. Um, can can you let us in? We're trapped in this classroom. Tell them try as you might, try as you will." Phrase seems to be important. Try as you might, try as you will. It's like written all over the place in one way or another in here. The door seems to open. Hey, maybe that was the password. Maybe. Are there? You said there were papers on the big desk, right? Mm-hmm. Can I check those really quick? Uh, sure. Okay. Investigation. <clears throat> uh, pause for that for a yes. second. Door swings open. It just appears to be an empty door frame. You don't see anything on the other side of it. Can I? I'm gonna keep a hold of. So, like, can I like put my arm around the one side of the door frame, like the empty side? Mm-hmm. And can I like put my hand through and see my hand on the other end? Yes. All right. So now yeah. I'm gonna try. If you like reach around the yeah, what's essentially like a the pillar, column. basically. Yeah. yeah, you can see your hand. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm going to try and put my hand and touch my hand to my head. Okay. <laughs> As your head kind of breaks the plane of the door. Yeah. Uh, Windar, Junta, and probably not Brimbley, you see Korath get sucked through the door. As a, as Wait. in as if someone reached with two hands, grabbed his head, and then pulled him from his head <laughs> through the door frame. This is just as you're finishing right. your comprehend language spell. <laughs> okay. So based on what you all do in the next thirty seconds, I will tell you how much you read. Okay. We have to go. Gorth got sucked into the door. Wait, this might be important. Let me just let me just skip through this really quick. Wait, we gotta hurry up. What is it? What are you looking at? It's just these notes in a language. I'm just trying to Bring see what it says. You. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like look at him, like fly by, uh, okay, skim through them for like 15 seconds, but just then grab, grab putting the, putting the papers together. Okay, yeah. kind of glancing through them as you're running over. Yeah. yeah. So he's so you see Brimley running through. over. Junta, you go through the door. Windar. Uh. We're still Brimley's still looking at those. Uh, yeah, he's put. You see him kind of pull all the papers from the desk, and he gets them in his hands, and he's kind of running over to you. Oh, 
Oh, perfect. Let's go with those. And Windar bites him in the collar and picks him up because his mouth is huge now and so is his head. Okay. And he carries Brimley through the door while Brimley's carrying all those papers. So he, he kind of picks anyway. you up so you don't even have to look. You keep reading. Right. What you start to read on this page that has the stone, mm-hmm. basically you get this kind of this vague um, general vibe that it's actually not the creation of a spell. Okay. It's basically this uh, theoretical mathematical equation. And, and basically the, 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 the gist of this page with the stone on it is, is that, that perhaps there's this really powerful artifact that is just the, the, the pinnacle, the epitome of, of illusion things that aren't really there. This kind of like temporary order to what is otherwise chaos. And and that's why there's, there's so many notes and there's things crossed out. You're, you're noticing now as right as, and because it's like, cause it's because it you see this person's rambling and they even have these little notes and it's like, it's like, how can we like, like maybe I'm wasting my time. I'm trying to, to mathematically like, bring order to chaos. Is this even possible? And it's, but it's, so it's like, could, could even such a thing exist? Something that can, can rule and control chaos. This, this gem, this, this, this thing. And the, the, the notes scratched below where the question mark is, it says purple question mark. As you go through the door, you feel the papers leave your hands. Of course. And as you appear in the next room, empty, whenever that may be, they're no longer with you. Okay. Korath. Yeah. Roll a D4. For what? More like D more. Two. Wow. All right. Put yourself on that platform over there. This one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anywhere, anywhere you'd prefer. So, Korath. Yes. Roll initiative. Oh, snap. The rest of you could roll initiative, too. I get the advantage on initiative. Yes. Nice. Yes. Where's the advantage dice? Guess what I rolled? A one. Yeah, I did. Fail. Did you really? Yeah. Rolled that one. Are you serious? Windor, 18. Jeremy, what'd you get? Nine. Mm-hmm. Probably. An 11. Oh, shoot. And um, Bonzi? Oh, actually, I have a two because I forgot. I uh, Eight for Bonzi. Korath now has a plus one to his, his uh, dexterity. You have a two? Wow. What'd you Bonzi get? Eight. Yeah, I know. Bonzi. Improvements. Wow. He was like, wow. During the interim, wow. he was kind of like, wow. wow. He was like doing some running. Wow. Which is wow. something he didn't really do before. Wow. He was just like hitting things before, and that was his exercise. But mm-hmm. now he was like, he was like, hey, jogging. So, rule one cardio. Korath, you find yourself alone on a platform. Oh. No! Me too. 15 feet away from you to your left. Based on the position your mini is in right now, a platform very similar in size to you. Ahead of you, there is fifteen feet away. There is a platform similar in size to you, and then across the way, kind of completing a square with this almost cross of a chasm between the four platforms, uh, is a, is a fourth platform. So right. as you appear on that platform, <clears throat> these metal gauntlets clink, clink. This breastplate clink. This helmet clink onto the ground in front of you. And so one of the things you notice is that the sky around you is pink, is purple and blue and green with silver stars. And almost as if the sky has solidified itself, the gauntlets kind of pick themselves up the ground and there's this thick cloud of those colors forming this vague shape of a being and as if pulling them out of imaginary sheaths in middle in the middle of the air are these bright scimitars of blue and purple and green and it appears before i'm going to use this fire elemental as the uh before me as the right there yep yeah wow and so as you kind of you know you like you're like dink 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 and you're like what the heck is going on Does a does a fifteen hit? 
No. Does a 22 hit? Yeah. Does a 19 hit? Yeah. Does a 19 hits? Hit. Yeah. Oh, full plate, you don't have a shield, though. I don't have a shield. Um, I mean, I, I have a shield, but I don't use it. All right, and so just like executioner style, he attempts, attempts to rake these kind of like rainbow scimitars across your throat, and he just only does... Eighteen, eighteen slashing damage. Okay. And you feel, and you take nine acid damage and eight lightning damage. Oh wait, wait, wait. So okay, eighteen. Eighteen slashing damage. Nine. Nine acid damage. Okay. And eight lightning damage. Okay. Got it. As he just kind of rakes them across your throat. Okay, cool. And then it is your turn. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna try and hurt it. Um, that's what I'm gonna try and do. Okay. Um, but uh, first, uh, first I'm going to use a uh, a spell. I'm gonna use a spell. Is going to actually. What is? Uh, that's one action. What is the person's gonna do? What is he good for? Absolutely nothing. Bish. Is. Did you eat my pizza? No, you ate your pizza. You actually picked it up. You ate my one oh. and only pizza. If you had eaten it, I wouldn't have been upset. No, I'm gonna Because I feel full right now. Probably because I ate the piece of pizza. Blinding smite. Okay. Casting blinding spite and smite on my smite. <gasps> on your, your smiter. And then I'm going to uh, Turk. Turk? I'm gonna Turk. Turk. I'm, I'm gonna attack. Oh, a Turk. I'm Got gonna it. a Turk. I'm gonna attack. Um, so I'm gonna hit it with my with my big tree trunk maul. Do so. Do it up. Um. Yeah. First attack. Great weapon master. Okay. Wow. So that. Is oh my oh oh my my okay so that is a twenty six minus five so twenty one twenty one twenty one hits twenty one hits okay so that's ten damage up top and then two d six one and a two I get to reroll both those cool. That's better. Uh, the two's still there, but whatever. Uh, so, and then the blinding smite, which is 3d8, I believe. Okay, and then. Uh, How much damage was that? Wait a second. I'm not done yet. Tell I still have to. I still have to roll more dice. Uh, and then I'm also putting a level two divine smite into it. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, 14. 50 points of damage on that first attack. Okay. And then attack. 50 points total? 50 points total. A dot. Such a round number. Yeah, it was. I, I, wrote, I did the math on, my pa on paper. <laughs> I'm bad at internal math. <laughs> okay, so then attack number two. Um, gonna do Great Weapon Master again. Ooh, crit fail! So it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Alright, you crit fail, so you just you just whiff it. You whiff it good. Alright. Whiff it. So at that moment. Oh wait, um sorry. The character needs to make a 17 oh, con right. save. Rolled a natural 17, making it a 19. Okay, so, so it saves. At that moment. There is a purplish glow to the platform that you're on. Mm -hmm. And this kind of like um, part of him that you've kind of dented in, you see him begin to just kind of glow purple and the dent actually <laughs> kind of buffs itself out. And he, you can see him visibly healing. You also feel... A healing presence. Ah. So roll 4d6 
healing on yourself. And as that's happening, a blue lightning bolt comes from somewhere and strikes not either of the two platforms you're closest to, the one you're diagonal across across from, and it just... And you even see some of the some of the white marble platform just kind of crumble away and be and be sent off into just empty space. That is going to make it. Well, let's find out. Junta, you roll eighty four. Four. You appear on the platform where the lightning just struck. Ooh. So you can put your walrus. Oh, does it exist? Like yeah, I th- oh, I th- oh, it I still exists. Yeah, just you, you see, Surface you see, yeah, you see pieces of rock crumple away, and around you are these three. They look kind of like tan footballs, like yellowish tan footballs, and they have many blue tentacles sprouting out of the bottom. They're floating midair, and they have these two eye stalks. And they're just kind of like looking at you and blinking and this kind of like football shaped mouth. They're almost like singing to each other as you show up and let's find out where they go in the initiative order. Ooh, that's pretty low. All right. They definitely Korath, his two arms with the scimitars. They just kind of like stab at you and from his chest appears just almost like a hand. No gauntlet, but just with a third scimitar and the three of them like Wolverine claws just stab at you. Yeah. And you just like, you take one step back and they just don't reach you by an inch. None of them. And you miss all, all three of them miss you, which will make it Junta's turn. Woo! What's going on? Meh. Junta, there's a thing attacking us. Meh. So Junta will turn around. I'm just imagining those like those are flumps. Yeah, I think weird. So uh, the things that go like (laughs) it's like these. (laughs) Everyone remember. I'll explain. They don't seem threatening. So yet. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just looking at you until you don't give them the attention they deserve. Yeah. So I guess they're not going to get it right now. All right. So I'm going to go ahead. And cast a uh, guiding bolt. Okay. At the armor that is attacking my friend. Are you back to full health? Am I back to full health after the healing? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast a guiding bolt. Okay. At level. At the rainbow monster that's yeah. fighting that's battling with Korath. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna do it at third level. He's a rainbow monster. What? He's a rainbow monster? He's a purple turquoise and okay. blue tie-dye monster. Come on now. Don't fail me now. Failed me. 13. Uh, sorry. It's a miss. Yeah. Figured. It actually, it's so it, so it, it shoots out from you. What does your guiding bolt look like again? Do we know that? Um, yeah, probably. I'm going to say it's like a blue, green, turquoise kind of bolt. That looks like pretty much like a, sure. like a comet. Like it has like it looks like there's a materialistic component to it. Okay, but then there's a trail. Just leaves an energy trail, and then it vaporizes. Okay, cool. It it, it just actually deflects off of its armor. Doesn't even make it to it, <laughs> and it so disappears. Much. All right, so Junta, in front of you, as as you turn your back and you fire this blast at this thing. You hear the the music that's being made behind you kind of go from to and they're just like these like shrieks and these sirens and as you kind of glance behind you you see that just basically every feature of these things has become exaggerated so like their tentacles now have these spikes and these barbs on them and and they have these four extra eye stalks and they're at the ends of their their football um, there, there almost appear to be these like sphincters that keep opening and closing and you hear <laughs> coming out of them and all three of them are going to start making some attacks against you. The first they're going to, they're going to come towards you with their tentacles. Can't wait for the fan art. Does a 15 hit you? No. Does a 22 hit you? Yes. Does a 22 hit you? Yes. Cool. 
So first things first, you are going to take 13, 17 points of piercing damage as the thorns from the tentacles just kind of chomp into you. And you can roll two uh, constitution saving throws. 21. Okay. And nine. So one of them, you just feel, well, from both of them, you feel this poison kind of just kind of like push into you. And um, one of them, you're, you're kind of, you're able to kind of like shrug it off. You don't really feel like it's making it, but the other, you just feel it filling your veins, veins and you are paralyzed. You are also grappled by two of them and are restrained until the grapple ends. And that's that. All three of them after that, the two that are grappling onto you and the third that tried to, but you kind of knocked away, are each going to take their, from their mouths, you see almost this like beak poke through and like their mouth seals up around the edge. Now it has a beak and all three of them are just going to peck at you with their beaks. Wish I had the appropriate Mm -hmm. dice. That's a, a, a 10, a 17 and a 19. None. None of those hit. And so they're just ding, ding, ding off of you know, the, the hard carapace that is your body. They're just, they're just going off. But like I said, you are paralyzed. You are grappled. You are restrained. The grapple you can fight against. When you defeat the grapple, when you're ungrappled by those two, it, it also defeats the restraint. Okay? I don't think I can do anything because I'm paralyzed. Correct. Right. At the end of your next turn, you can repeat the saving throw to shrug off the poison that's affecting you. But Heard. he automatically fails strength and dexterity saving Right. At the end of his next turn, he can fight off the poison. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. okay. And then from there, okay. if he's able to, he can try to ungrapple himself. But I'm just making sure. So, because I can only make a, one saving throw, so I'm going to be unparalyzed. No, you can make saving throws against everything. To break the grapple would be an action. Got it. The poison is a saving throw, then that happens at the end of your turn. So if you do beat the poison, you wouldn't be able to try to ungrapple yourself to the following turn. turn. Yeah. Yep. So, Koreth, you are up. Yeah. So, um, this guy tried to hurt me, and hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Koronita is going to swing. Great weapon master on the first attack. Okay. That is going to hit because it's bigger than the first one. Cool. Okay, so that's a 28 normal. Okay. So minus 5. It hits. It hits. All right. All right. So that would be 10. 10. And then that was 8. And then level 4 divine. Level 3 divine smite. Uh, So the first attack is 24. 39. First attack. And then same old thing. Great weapon master. Um, and that is a 28 normal, so it's 24, 23. 23 to hit. It hits. Level 1 divine smite. You need like a program that can just do Korath's rolls and you can just push a button and it's like, boop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Mm. I want to take away the sweet satisfaction of you getting to roll your... Your many dice. Um, so that first one is actually 46, not 39. And then the second one is 38. Okay. So you swing your hammer towards this thing and just this, you know, the ice, you know, radiance that comes off of the stick that you fight with. Yeah. smashes in to its breastplate and as it does the <clears throat> the energy of its being just fizzles out of existence okay, and then a- I a- 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 oh. and as you swing the breastplate flies that way <laughs> I don't know how to describe it to your right got it and it flies and as it makes it makes it like 10 feet away from you you see it vanish the gauntlets are just sitting there. And then what you see is to your left, because there's another platform over there, you see the breastplate pop into existence and the momentum carries in a ting, ting, ting. It bounces on the platform and then it falls into the space between flat platforms and then is gone again. 
How far did it? And then from above, from the platform that's across from you, above it, it appears into existence, ding, 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 and it falls into this kind of middle section, right where like the corners of the platforms create this square of negative space, and it vanishes, and it seems to be gone for good. Would Coronita be able to decipher what's going on? Uh, would Can I roll an intelligence check to just like see if she would understand that like roll me mirroring? Sure. Also, roll me a dexterity check. Okay. Dex check first. This is what I'm rolling first. Mm-hmm. That would be a three. Okay. Um, and intelligence check. Sure. That would be an 18. I mean, it, it just looks like pinball to you. It's really hard for you to grasp... Okay, so this what's guy's going gone, on right? because it's so just magical. So 5, 10, 15. Wait, no. Five, wait, no, I was here. Didn't you mm-hmm. jump across this theoretically? Okay, so 5, theoretically. 10, um, and then Coronita's going to jump okay. now, across the gap. Now, I know that you're, you're just able to jump your ability score. Right. Roll me an, an athletics check. Yeah. And by holiday magic, if if like she doesn't make it all the way across, she's just gonna float in midair on her on her on her ability to you know fly. Okay. Princess Peaches. On these like um Acha! This weird dirt she stepped in one day. <laughs> I was gonna say like um, I, these like northern birds that she's just like tied to her feet that are just constantly flapping. I'm gonna say like horrifying. Yeah. Nah, okay. Cor- Cor- what is this? Is it athletics. Uh, athletics. Yeah. Cora right. stepped in Windar's poop and that like made her feet magical so she can Crit! fly. Woo! So that's a thirty. So you, so you, you, you land boom right next to Junta, and a few things are gonna happen. The platform, not the one that you left, but one of the two that nobody is standing on right now, there is this purple glow, similar to the one that healed you before. And the platform that Junta, Korath, and the three uh, demon flumps are on is going to take 15, 17 points of damage. There is no save. 17 points of damage, both of you and, all, well, and like the three happens. flumps. This blue... Um, the lightning bolt thing? Nope. This blue, almost like tornado crashes down and you're going to take, however much I just said, 17 points of thunder damage and so do the flumps. Flumps. Flumpy. That will make it, well, let's find out. Brimley! I have a question. Yes. He was carrying me in his mouth when we went through the door, so don't we show up together? Nope. Oh, okay, cool. Brimley... Roll a d4. D4. That made sense. It would. A three. So the platform that just got the purple healing light, that is where you show up. Cool. As you do. Oh, the gross owlbear. And it is an actual owlbear. Woo. Cool. Woo. Even though it looks like it stinks. And. It probably does stink. I like that so much better than the actual owlbear. I think it looks so much cooler. I mean, as long as you admit that it's the actual owlbear. Well, the one that, like the one that's in the book, you know. And on the owl bear is a sign around its neck that just says, "Won't you be my owner?" Do not feed. So here's the thing: mm-hmm. if this was regular Brimley, he would want that owl bear. That's why you're fighting an owl bear. I know. Chris's Brimley doesn't care. He probably wants like a polar bear as a pet. So this owl bear is going down. All right, All right. Let's do this. That will make it the chaos monster is no more. That will make it the owl bear's turn. Brimbly, you are going to get one bite attack against you. That is a sixteen versus AC. Gonna miss. That's going to miss, and that's a, and the cleat with this claw. That's a twenty-two versus AC. Oh, that one's actually going to hit. Yes, it do. I have a question. And you're going to take six, 11 points of slashing damage. Okay. I have an answer. Polymorph on yourself? Hmm? You, you can cast polymorph on yourself, yes. Okay. This has a target. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Yep. Cool. 
That will make it your turn. Cool. My can- I'm going to whip out my candy cane wand. Okay. I'm going to do a little move from the wand. Actually, it's going like, to start spreading peppermint over my body. And I become like pepperminty. And I'm going to transform into a peppermint. Hold it's on. the one that's just beasts. Just beasts. Just beasts. I'm going to turn into a giant ape. And I like all candy, pepperminty, Christmassy looking giant right. ape. So I, I do that. I'm a giant ape. Cool. Is that your action? Uh, that is my action. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to do? Uh, that's really all I can do right now. Cool. Junta. Unless I'm mistaken, roll a saving throw. Constitution saving throw against your poison that is currently affecting you. I'm, I'm, well. I rolled a seven. All right. You do not succeed. Yeah, you, I know. You still feel yourself paralyzed. You don't fall to the ground. You're just kind of like frozen in place. Like mm-hmm. your whole body has gone rigor mortis. All right. That will make it the, it will make a Bonzi's turn actually. Would Bonzi like to do anything? Uh, Bonzi is going to fly around the backside of the, uh, the owlbear and mm-hmm. just harass it, thereby giving me the help action. That's good. The demon flumps, Junta. They are going to do their attacks on you. I'm going to actually roll them separate because I get to do this with advantage. These are their tentacle attacks. That is uh, mm-hmm, a 14. Nope. That's a 20. Mm-hmm. That's a 21. Yep. So you are going to take two of those, right? Yep. And they are crits because you are paralyzed. You're going to take 28 points of piercing damage. Nice. And then they're going to attack with their, their beak attacks, which they're apparently not very good at because they did not hit before. That one's a miss. That one's a miss. That one's a miss. They are not good with their beaks. Apparently. And that was their turn. That will make it Korath's turn. Okay. I'm a huge creature now. Do you have any huge minis? Take the hill giant. It's actually in the bucket. The hill giant's nice. Go go Um you're, you're a huge mini now. Um so Alternate version Korath is uh, going to just be angry. He's really angry. Okay. She is really angry. She's really raging. And um, just decides to just like pump up and get big. So using her her candy cane necklace that she got from uh, uh, okay. Pepper Mom. How big are you getting? Manu, large. Okay. Yeah. Junta, you're paralyzed, so you kind of just get pushed away. And then I'm going to swing at the little thingies. Okay. Um, Do it up. Yeah, uh, great weapon master. That is a... That is a 14 to hit. That hits. Okay. I'm going to just roll the second attack on this guy already. Okay. And that is a 24 to hit. That hits? Okay. Okay. First attack, 25, 25 damage. Second attack, 31 damage. You obliterate it. Bam! Bam! It, it breaks apart and its guts start flying. And they splatter onto you, Junta. And then they just kind of actually fizzle and fade from existence. And it, none of its pieces are still there. I hit two of them. Oh. So I hit one of them and then I hit for, the oh, other Oh, for one. how much? 32, I mean, 25 for the first attack on this guy, uh-huh. and then 31 on this guy. Okay. Neither of them die. Okay. Got it. But you gave me a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even write the number. I just wrote next hit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, next. Oh, great. All right. That is going to bring it to the top of the round. Uh, we are actually pushing it as far as time. This episode's a little bit... Uh, long, so we're actually gonna pause the in the middle of a fight. We don't usually do that, and we're we're gonna we're gonna jump back into the fight next week because you're saying we paralyzed for a week. 
You're going to be paralyzed for an entire week. week. Yeah, I've been limbo for a week. Wondering <laughs> what is going to happen. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of This Is Going to Hurt. We love you. We appreciate that you listen to us and support us. If you dig us, please, please, please just go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. If you unbelievably love us, please go to Patreon. I mean, even if you just give us like a dollar, you know, if every person that listens to the show gave it to us, we could like... You do some crazy things for season four and beyond. So, again, much love. If if any of you like Junta, please send nude dice. Nude yeah. dice. So that he gets nude, nude dice. All right, my friends, have a good week. We'll see you next time. Peace. Hello, everyone. We'd just like to take this moment to thank our patrons for bringing this episode to you. So thank you to Austin, Don't Hate a DM, Frederick, JJ, Joe, Jordan, Justin, Kim, Nathan, Nectroscope7, Neil, Phil, Trevor, and Yoda Leahy Hu. Thank you for all your support and helping us keep this podcast going.